Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. Pre-roll time. The Choose to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing Solutions and the Inked Marketing Solutions crowd-funded comic for this here episode. Well, it's coming from Indiegogo, and it's coming from Monty Michael Moore. If you missed the, the Loco Hero Kickstarter... Yep. Well, he's back. He's back on Indiegogo. He's given people another opportunity because he knows people want it. And it's back and it's back in perfect bound this time. So if you want another prestige format of this book, you know, maybe the first time, maybe you're the, the first time you went and you thought, eh, you know, I don't know. Monty's never written a book f- before. He draws good, but can he write? And then you were just kind of, eh. and then, then you got it and you were like, holy shit, holy shit. Like I was, I mean, I wasn't, skeptical about being a writer but when i got the book i was like holy shit so yes uh having a prestige format of this book oh totally and they're offering eight new covers come on people monty offering eight new covers it's they're gonna be mind-blowing so go over to indiegogo for this one and uh search loco hero and just get on this people get on this uh monty does not displease he does not. As a matter of fact, I just got a Monty Michael Moore Kickstarter in the mail the other day. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been an Indiegogo. I don't remember. Uh, regardless, it was uh, it was the art book, and it's a glorious thing, people. So, yes, Loco Hero, you're getting a second chance on Indiegogo. Check it out now. Brought to you by Inked Marketing Solutions. Well, hello again and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 338. The 338th episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will be a Polist Prioritize. I'll be going over the books of the future. Um, more specifically, I'll be talking about the uh, the books on the uh, Final Order cutoffs, most importantly, that you need to keep your eyes on. Uh, hot books, new awesome series that, you know, could, could uh, maybe uh, spark a new interest, a new love. 
in a new series, you know? You never know, people. Um, and also, I give a refresher on the books coming out next week that are sh- already should have been a priority for you. It's just, now you're just receiving the thing. There shouldn't be any more work for you, right? You've already pre-ordered the books. Now you just got to go pick them up. You don't go pick them up or pick them out and hope that they're there or anything like that, right? So because there's no work in that at this point, if you do it right, <laughs> um, then uh, I'll just kind of skim through those. But um, yeah, more than anything, the final order cutoffs. Um, but before I get into all of that, I got to talk about one of my favorite affiliates of all time. Nerds Forever. Nerds Forever. Uh, it's a little shop out of Newcastle, Wyoming, run by uh, quite possibly the uh, hmm the the best in customer service in the comic book industry. At least that I've come across. You know, I, I wouldn't expect anything less than the most friendliest of welcomes when popping into Nerds Forever. Um, and you know, I know what you're thinking. You know, most of you, most of you probably aren't from Newcastle, Wyoming. Um, I know, there's road trips and stuff like that, and it's con season, and people are on the road going this way and that way, so keep that in mind, you know, when planning out your trip, put Newcastle on there. But, if for whatever reason, you're, you're, you're locked down and you, you're not road tripping, then uh, Nerds Forever still has you covered. Go to 307nerdsforever.com, and my boy Taro will have you taken care of. Uh, the the man just knows what people want. He knows what I want because he listens, um, and I know what you want. So, <laughs> do I? I think I do. Um, you don't know it yet, but I do. So yes, Nerds Forever, one of my all-time favorite affiliates that I've ever had with this podcast ever, and I've uh, partnered with some pretty dope people. People. So uh, yeah, and uh, also, Tarl offers pre-orders. So check out the Nerds Forever Facebook page as well get yourself a discount. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's talk about these final order cutoffs. Um, we're going to start with Lunar Distribution. Lunar puts their, uh, their, they put out the DC and the Scout books. For now, that's going to change and grow here real fucking soon. But, um, yeah, in the meantime, this is, uh, yeah, your DC and a lot of your Scout. It's going to be coming through on Tuesdays. So, um, with that being said, that means their FOC date, their cutoff date, is just a little bit different from Diamond as well. So you have to have these books ordered by Sunday at the absolute latest, the 8th. So, let's uh, let's just scoot along through these here. Let's do a little DC. We've got Batman Catwoman number 7. Uh, you got your two covers there. And immediately, I'm into this next book. Um, and I guess... There is a little bit of speculation around this, according to the Key Collector app. Apparently there's going to be like an anti-oracle. Does it say it in the description here? Oh, yep, it says it right here, anti-oracle. And, uh, yeah, I mean, take that for what you will. You see old Miracle Molly on the cover there, a little bit of Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. To me, the thing you really need to keep your eye out for, this this is a James Tynan piece. So, yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> it's going to further some stuff for sure, I would imagine. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anti-Oracle? Well, take that for what you will. I don't know. DC speculation is kind of s- dead at the moment. But, 
Um, anybody that knows anything about comics at all knows that Dead on Arrival doesn't... I mean, it's a comic book. It can be brought back to life. Uh, <laughs> so, there you go. Um, this is one that I'm, I definitely have my eyes on. Uh, and then there are, uh, let's see, two main covers here. Dylan Teague getting the B. And a 1 in 25 featuring, uh, like, uh, some Scarecrow and some Peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. Yup. Who is that? Jorge Jimenez. Nice. Uh, let's see. What is this? Uh, oh, Fear State's just a one-shot, too. So definitely keep... Mm-hmm. What is... Oh, and there's a... Oh, shit. There's a one in 250. Francesco Matina. It would have to be Francesco Matina, wouldn't it? Motherfucker! Oh, well, I mean, I'm not ordering 250 of anything to get this. Um, I'm, I'm a giant Matina fan. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite things I've seen him, seen him do in probably about a year or so. Uh, this is, whew, this might be a favorite of mine, of his, Jesus Christ. But, I mean, 250, and it's foil, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough to track down. Now, if you do get your hands on it for cheap, no, this is probably gonna be a, a big book here. Um, so... Be on the lookout for that one. I wonder. You know what? Just out of curiosity, let's head on over to eBay to see if there's any pre-sales on this. I, I don't see how there could be yet because it's not even FOC cut off yet. But let's just see. Let's go Fear State Alpha uh, 250. Let's just see what happens. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What? Hold on. What is this? Batman Fear State? Foil? $7? Um, I will be buying this now. Whoops, somebody screwed up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and purchased. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take that. Um, uh, yep. All right. I'm sorry you had to sit through that, but um, <laughs> my point being, the reason why I didn't cut any of that out is because this is going to be a big book, I would imagine, if Anti-Oracle turns into a thing, and this is a 1 in 250, what's your dinghy? Like, it doesn't say that in this eBay description here, but it does say Matina. Um, I mean, I went kind of fast, but worst comes to worse. I'm out. <laughs> 12 bucks. Uh, I want to look at it again. Come on, let me click on the thing, damn it. Let me click on the fucking thing. Whatever. Um, I got it for $7 just now. So, take that for what you will. I jump on that. Keeping it going, though. What is this? Batman Fortnite Zero Point Batman Day Special. Now, these are, I think these are like a quarter a piece. These Batman Day books. That's coming. So, be on the lookout for that. The Fortnite thing. I, I mean, it's it's going to be a flash-in-the-pan type of situation. I don't think there's any real hold value to these Batman Day books. At least there has yet to be. Um, who knows? It's Fortnite kind of changing shit up. But um, I wouldn't expect much. I wouldn't expect much. Um, let's see here. Batman Nightwatch, Bat-Tech, Batman Day Special Edition. Okay. Um, Alright, yeah, no, there's going to be some Batman Day stuff. Keeping it going, uh, now we're in the world of annuals. So I'm pretty sure, for the most part, from here on out, DC, it's just annuals, starting with uh, the Batman Superman annual. Um, let's see, two covers there. 
There's the Batman the World. Hold on, what? Batman the World. All right, another Batman Day thingy. Um, from Scout, Scout comes through Lunar. We've got Black Cotton number six wrapping up. Keep your eyes on this series, people. I learned a lot of fire and heat around issue one. It's kind of since died off in the speculation market, but um, a lot of times that's all it takes is, you know, for options to happen is just seeing a whole heap of excitement around a number one. So I think that excitement was pretty close to, to warranting um, any type of a. Uh, future plans with this book so we'll see i've actually been waiting for it to wrap up before i got the chance to to get all up in it so i'm excited i'm excited also from black caravan we've got broken souls ballard number three of a little four-parter and we've got a number one from scout corset from jury kernev and elinia oh i messed up here trying to think i was gonna say this Kiyushinikova. 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 This is exactly how that's probably not said. Master Jio. Oh my god. All of the. I don't know. There's French and stuff in here, so. I'm out. Uh, I mean, not out of reading the book, but. Uh, um, I'm not even going to attempt to try to read this description to. to yeah, no. Not happening. Also, we've got the Green Lantern 2021 annual. Uh, one thing to keep in mind on this is uh, old Jessica Cruz. She gets herself a yellow ring. Mm-hmm. Yep, joins the Sinestro Corps. Uh, so take that for what you will. Uh, yeah, and then there's a David Nakayama cardstock variant on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm at on that. Uh, as far as speculation goes, I do like the B cover just for what it is. Yellow covers are something about yellow covers. They become really popular with collectors, and you know Jessica Cruz. I could see her being a a big time favorite down the road. You know she's already getting that kind of traction. I don't know, man. The B cover might be the way to go on this. We'll see. I mean the A cover's good. You know, it shows around there in the yellow and whatnot, but I don't think it's B cover good. Uh, Harley Quinn annual number one. Sorry, David Shatner. Well, David Shatner. Who the fuck is David Shatner? William Shatner just didn't. Uh, there wasn't a terrible William Shatner impersonator just filling in for me there. My words just didn't come out. Um, Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> annual first full appearance of keepsake if my memory uh works correctly here there's a there's a b cover on this as well done by uh derek chu let's see if keepsake is written in the description yep all right um there it is uh so yeah keepsake gonna be appearing in this let's see if there's a cover appearance that's the bin. is that keepsake I don't know, kind of, if that's Keepsake, they look like if Two-Face and Spider-Gwen fucked T'Challa. I don't know who that is. I'm thinking that's Keepsake. Uh, hmm. Alright. Alright. I'm, I know, I, I stalled there for a second so you could picture that orgy. Uh, Impossible Jones, number one. This is a scout book. I bet you could have guessed that, though. Carl Kessel and David Hahn. Explosive first issue. Is this a... No, it is not. 
a, uh, oh shit, what do they call it? Non-stop? I think it's a non-stop. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, you get the one, and it's not one of those. It doesn't matter, I'm not going to explain it, because it's not that. So, explosive first issue, the grin and gritty origin of comics' newest sensation. A thief gets powers, is mistaken for a superhero, and runs with it. With no intention of giving up her criminal ways, mind you. With these powers? You crazy? It says. That wasn't me improvising. Uh, all she has to do is fool all of the people all of the time. It's not impossible. It's impossible Jones. Alright. So Carl Kessel. Oh, I did some Harley Quinn. Um, David Hahn did some Batman 66. Alright, I'm seeing it now. Interesting. Interesting, I say twice. Uh, two covers, it looks like? Nope, there's an A cover, and then there's a 1 in 10. So, uh, yeah. And, um, if my memory serves me correctly, Tarl, from NerdsForever.com, uh, or not, it's 307NerdsForever.com, but from Nerds Forever, uh, he actually gave me the lowdown on this whole lunar unlockable type of situation. And it, from what he tells me, and if I understand correctly, and I'm sure he will correct me if I'm wrong again, um, but as long as you order 10, you're, you're, you're allowed to get one. That's it. You can order 1,000, and you're not getting 100. You get one. So that makes these unlockable variants pretty, uh, I don't know. I could see, I could see them doing things down the road. Once Scout gets its, uh, gets its traction in the speculative community. So eh, keep that in mind. And also people, Scout puts out good books. I haven't, I haven't picked up a Scout book yet that I've read and said, ah, I'll drop it. I've finished every single Scout series that I've tried. To my recollection, and if you could prove me wrong on that, please do. Um, but I find that to be challenging. Hmm. Yeah, no, I can't think of one. Um, let's see here. What is this? Midnighter. Ah, uh, what? Midnighter annual. Why? Okay. So from Becky Cloonan and Michael Con. How is there a mid? Whatever. Alright, so let me just read this to you here. The big finish to the adventure starting all the way back in the conclusion of Future State Superman Worlds of War. Midnighter traveled into the future to help get himself out of a jam, only to swap places with his future self. Now, the the Midnighter from the future finds himself trapped in a paradox, working his way back to his one-time present to swap places again. God, time travel's fucking confusing. Don't worry if you're confused. (laughs) I haven't planned that, I promise. I didn't read ahead. I'm not that smart. So is he. The key to this whole issue... What? Hold on. The key to this whole thing is... Okay. Uh, Andrej Trojan, the nefarious industrialist who tried using Superman's mission on Warworld to end his own. Midnighter has been carrying Trojan's robotic skull with him, hunting for the 2021 iteration of the man, and shutting his whole company down before any of this trouble even starts. Finishing the serial, which runs in the back of Action Comics... Uh, okay, sorry, I had to, finishing the serial. This time travel escapade also leads into Superman and the Authority. So, 
take that for what you will. Um, there's a lot there. I think the only thing to gain from that is, is they're probably going to introduce something, but how important it's going to be, I'm going to say... I don't know, Superman and the Authority and the Authority seems like it's going to be kind of important. Admittedly, haven't gotten around to reading it, but... Um, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to sell me on a Superman title. Unless Tom Taylor's writing it, obviously, but... Yeah, Midnighter, am I right? Um, Alright, so this, this next book here. Uh, this is one that I think you would... Uh, you'd be silly not to pick up if you play the long-term spec game. And when I, I use the term long-term real loosely with this issue, because it really could be an overnight Wednesday sensation. Whoops, sorry, Tuesday sensation. Phantom Star Killer, number one, the fourth print, fourth print glow-in-the-dark action figure variant. Bam. Yes. A gazillion times yes. Um, oh, you know what? I see a new publisher on here as I look ahead. But anyway, yeah, no, the Phantom Star Killer Glow in the Dark, I will be ordering a minimum of two. One for me and my uh, action figure variant set, and one to probably send off to CGC, to be honest. It's not even one I'm really going to wait to see what happens. I have pretty good faith in Phantom Star Killer. Um, I think one of Joseph Schmalky's books is going to be one of the books to catapult Scout into the, uh, I mean, let's put it this way. Um, uh, Joseph Schmalky is going to make something that's not only going to get optioned, it's going to get developed, and we're going to see it probably quicker than any Scout project develops once that day comes. That's just, I have no inside information to that. I have no knowledge to base that on other than the momentum that Joseph Schmalky has over at Scout Comics. He is, he's like the Donny Cates, if you will, of uh, Scout. He's just, he's, he's doing everything very well. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I see this action figure variant just being so collectible on so many different levels at so many different time periods. So, and keep, Keep your faces on that one, people. Um, now, new publisher, Out of Lunar. Looks like Ahoy is joining the mix. Ahoy Comics. I like that quite a bit. Um, so this would explain the ridiculous gap in between issues 3 and 4 of Second Coming Only Begotten Son. Um, and I'm fine with that. This is a Mark Russell joint. Uh, this is one that... I, I, I love the first uh, volume of Second Coming... Very, very, very hard for me to uh, <laughs> uh, hold off reading this this second volume, but I'm glad I did now because otherwise I probably would have to go through and read the first three issues again. Anyway, because it's it's been a minute, um, and I, I don't fault anybody for it. Shit happens. Business is business. They're transferring distributors. That's a big friggin' deal. And like I said, I mean, without even knowing this in the beginning of this segment get used to this. It's it's going to be coming. I didn't realize it was going to be in a matter of minutes from me saying that, so it's that fast, people. It's happening. Uh, I Bold prediction. What, what, what month is it? It's August. I'm going to say October. Image makes an announcement that they're being uh, or that they're uh, yeah going to go through Lunar as well. They'll be expanding their distribution options. 
Uh, yeah, so. Second Coming, Only Begotten Son. Great series. Excited to have it back. Mark Russell's the man. He's been on the podcast. Um, Suicide Squad Annual. Yup. 100% yes. Both covers. Amazing. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I, I'm Suicide Squad is... If I had to rank DC titles right now, Suicide Squad is a strong top three. Probably at number three. You know, if I were to just give my rankings right now. Um, Nightwing, number one. Yeah, right. Uh, Detective, number two. You know what? Yeah, no, Detective's number two. And then Suicide Squad is a uh, strong number three. That's... I have a feeling, though. I just have this feeling that Superman, Son of Kal-El, is going to be creeping up in there. Which one's it going to replace? Um, and then uh, more Suicide Squad. We've got a black label. we got Suicide Squad Get Joker. First issue just released this this last new comic book day. This is a little three-parter. Two great covers. Once again, loving it. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't jump on this one. Uh, I don't know why. I I feel like I'm mistaken in this because I honestly have every single Black Label book that's been put out since Black Label's a thing, um, to my knowledge at least. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I didn't sign up for this one. I big fan of Brian Azzarello <laughs> and his Black Label book. I mean, bat dick, am I right? Are we gonna see some Harley bit b- 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 bits? Mm-hmm. That was going to be a little more crude there. Uh, no, we're not. He'd <laughs> be silly to think that. Uh, but done by Alex Maleev and Matt Hollingsworth? Come on. Like, the, everything about this says you should pick it up. Um, I think what's getting me are the $7 price tags. The, the books really are just getting pricey now, people. And... Uh, yeah, that, 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 I, honest to God, that's the only deterrent. <laughs> As the, the Black Label books are pricey. Fuck, Detective Comics is pricey because you're forced to have to buy two stories, whether you like it or not. So, yeah. <sighs> but what are you going to do? So those are the Lunar books on the FOCs this week, people. Remember, remember, the 8th of August, September. You have to have these put in by Sunday. Um, you don't put them in, they don't get made, they don't get made, you go bitching. Why are these books so bad on eBay, and my books showing up, and you're beat up. Yeah, yeah, fucking eBay, am I right? Nightmares. Avoid eBay, just pre-order your books, people, even if you think for sure it's going to be on the shelf. Oh, my, my... LCS is all about this one. They know. Um, Sometimes shit happens. I've made that mistake countless times, just assuming that the book's just going to be there. And, uh, you know, it happens when you assume. You get to spelling shit. So, uh... Oh, man. Let's talk about the Diamond FOCs this week. You get a little bit of extra time. Um, and I use that term loosely. You get till August 9th, Monday, to get these orders in. But I do give the disclaimer at this point, um, as I record this, the Diamond FOCs are not finalized. There will be books added, there will be cover art 
to be displayed. A lot of times they take it up all the way up until the last minute before they display the cover art of some of these books. Sometimes they don't even get to that point. You just got to go in blindly. But more than anything, um, sometimes there's a room for change in between the time I stop recording and the FOCs are finalized. Then there's like a 36 to 48 hour period in between there. So keep that in mind. Um, but I do my best. So let's uh, let's start out with the. Let me make sure I'm doing this right here. Let's start out with the indies this week, as I tend to do. Well, we're going to start out with quite possibly the hottest indie publisher out there right now. And um, and I know it's an incredibly bold statement, and I'm not just saying hottest little indie publisher. I'm saying their track record as of lately. I think the last three books I read last week, inadvertently, it was not planned to be this way, were all vault books, and all three of them, I was just like, this is fucking amazing. This is amazing. What am I reading right now? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, vault is on fire right now, people. So I, I, I can only assume that men- momentum's going to keep going, so when I see a number one here out of vault, it's an automatic at this point. You know, your reputation gets you places. Deadbox, number one. Mark freaking Russell, once again. Um, and Ben Tisima? Tisma? Tisma? Ugh, sorry, I said that wrong. Uh, Mark and Ben, you know, those guys. Uh, so, uh, real quick, brief description here. Like I love about fucking Mark's books. He gets right to the point. Um, welcome to the, lost, the, the town of Lost Turkey. You could have sold me right there. Where the main source of entertainment is a cursed DVD machine that seems to know more about the fate of its citizens than they do. Yes, it's fucking evil Redbox. And if you look... Oh my god, that's a fucking spinner rack. Oh my gosh. I love it. This is 100% yes. Uh, I don't know if this is an ongoing or a mini-series. But either way... A f- uh, yeah... Um, Vault Books, I'm telling you, with all of the hype, and it's not just, I, I see, I'm not the only one that feels this way after last week, and even weeks previous, but as of lately, it is undeniable what Vault is doing. So, Dead Box, uh, just for the sake of it, this is probably going to be my low-key indie spec book of the week. Everybody's looking for the next Something is Killing the Children, the next No One Saw It Coming low print run book. Um, I, I, I'm thinking that when uh, real soon there's going to be one of those books coming out of Vault. And I think Deadbox has all of that potential. Uh, continuing on, we've got Engine Ward number 12. Uh, I'm going to leave this on. Uh, I'm going to get this 12th issue here. I haven't had the chance to pick it up yet. I've been re- I mean, I've been- It's been on the pull list since one, but I just haven't had the chance to pick it up and read it, and at this point, it's an apocalypse pile. And I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. I, I'll have faith in it that it's good, um, because it's from Vault, but, uh, yeah, man, it's- it, uh, But, yeah, 12 issues. Unless- Unless they're five issue arcs, and, uh, then I'm gonna have to probably wait till 15. Um, I got. I, yeah, you don't stop in the middle of an arc, right? You know, if you're not reading it, because when the apocalypse comes and I get all into the arc, and you know, there's there's only 
one thing left to read, and then it doesn't get finished. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? No. That's how I look ahead, people. That's how far I look ahead. Uh, <laughs> Giga, another one. Go go to eBay right now, which I will do. And uh, let's see what Giga number one is going for. I'm pretty sure it's doing all right. Vault. Bam. Do do do. Well, maybe not. Maybe this isn't the series I'm thinking of, but it's a series I'd keep my eye on. No, you could still get Giga for cover price. I might be thinking of something else, but I heard good reviews. I've been. It's once again still on my pull list. Um. All right. This one right here. I. <laughs> This this is the one. If I I mean if I could go back in time and <laughs> say hey this is the book that you should have a shit ton of, um, it would have been back when I said last book you'll ever read. And I did say that the, the the potential behind this book sounds absolutely amazing, and it's probably not a bad idea to maybe pick up more than one. But I I would amplify that if I had the chance. Uh, number one, going into a second printing, rightfully so. Last book you'll ever read was probably my favorite thing that I read last week. And I read a lot of really, really good books. And, uh, this is, I think this is my favorite thing that Colin Bunn's ever done. Um, so, yeah, keep that in mind. Uh, so num the, the second printing and number two, there's two covers on number two, both, due to be ordered by Monday, do it right now, pause it right now, start your RFOCs, just so you make sure you don't miss out on this series, because this is another one of those that it, it could catapult vault, I'm sorry, it's hard to, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> fuck it was good, the, the, the commentary on control and resistance is just, oh man, it was, mm-hmm, and then lastly from Vault on the FOCs this week, we got Vampire the Masquerade number 10. Now from Vault, we're going to scoot on up to, let's go, Scout. Nope, nope, never mind, not Scout. You go to Lunar for Scout FOCs, baby. Um, Black Mask? There we go. Uh, God Killer, Tomorrow's Ashes number 3. Uh, God Killer still, people talking about it, man. It has potential. And then um, white, number one getting a third printing, and number two getting a second printing. Now, this is the series that um, was limited to 2,500 copies on the initial run. So, I mean, you you, you do, you know, you, you plug in the equations and take that for what you will. I mean, really what it comes down to, though, is, is the series something people are going to want to read? Because if it's not, then there could be ten of them, and no one would give a shit. So, um, to be perfectly honest, I see more people talking about uh, the, 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 the low print run and collectability of this book than the actual story itself, and the, uh, the, the one thing I did see somebody talk about with this story wasn't highly positive. Now, that's not my opinion, um, I'm just saying, uh, eh, play, play your own games. You know, with this one, this 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 is a real gamble. Um, that could pay off incredibly well, as well. Um, oh, looks like a hoy is on 
Look at that. That's the first time that I've seen DC, or I mean Diamond and Lunar on the the, the same page. Because even when Scout does their their uh, Diamond FOCs, it's on a completely different week. Like they release at different times. Looks like Ahoy, stay in uniform. Uh, Aftershock from Aftershock, which is another hot hot um, publisher right now. We've got Almost American number one. Now this is done by Ron Mars and Marco Castillo. Castillo? I'm gonna say that all wrong. Um, Castillo? I don't know. Castillo? Fuck it. Stop it, Brian. Uh, but no, it's, I guess it's based off of a true story. Uh, what is it? Spies Like Us or something like that? I don't know. Uh, personally, um, I, mm, I don't know. Eh. <laughs> uh, I, 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 it doesn't seem interesting to me because it's not any type of genre that I would ever really read but I could also see it <laughs> being developed pretty easily as well so uh, I don't know man take it for what you will and then oh shit there's a freaking Galenia podcast let me get some water uh, Kaiju score, number one. Getting a third printing. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's because it got picked up. See? Aftershock, doing things. Bubble Action Lab, huh? We've got Citizen, number two, and Hath No Fury, number one. What's this? It's a fantasy story about two powerful women, each leaders of their people who are forced into an unlikely alliance to save thousands from the depredations of a vicious tyrant. Done by Steph Cannon and Luke Martinez. All right, on a little Jub Abinunum. Abu uh, Abinum. I'm so uh, I I can't read anymore. I can't do it. It doesn't. I don't know new words. Good. Boom Studios. No those words. Uh, from Boom on the FOCs this week. A whole lot of exclusive like S or con variants and stuff like that. But I'm gonna skip through all of those. I'm just going to go Basilisk, number four on the FOCs. Two covers there. Buffy, 29, two covers. Magic the Gathering, number six. Um, let's see here. There's three covers on this one. Now, with this series, there's like some real high ratio variants that come out with these, and they become very, very rare. Because, in all honesty, who's ordering 100 copies of any Magic the Gathering book? Not many. So, um, with that being said... Well, you can play that game if you want. Um, if you think you can move a hundred copies of a book, then th- these uh, I-, I see the people that do want it. Yeah, they, they fucking want it, but it's rare because who has it? Not many. Mm-hmm. Could it be you? Mighty more Power Rangers. Nope, never mind. Uh, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Jesus Christ. Okay, and then we only find them when they're dead, number eight. So, and the B cover might actually fetch something. That's pretty neat. Tony Infante. That is a pretty, pretty neat cover. Um, but yeah, take that for once you will. Not a whole lot from Boom this week, with the exception of a shit ton of, like I said, uh, con exclusive variants. But, uh, and there's some good ones, don't get me wrong. I'm just not going to go through any of them at all, period. Uh, IDW. Mighty W this week on the FOCs. Star Wars High Republic Adventures. It's probably already added to your pull list. I don't see any chatter of any new appearances or anything like that, which is 
kind of refreshing um, for these Star Wars books because I feel like the more the more times it happens, the less it takes away from when it does happen. But in the end, it's not going to matter when these characters do finally grace the screen. You know, if you think for a second that they're not going to do a High Republic something on Disney Plus, um, pardon me, stupid, but uh, you're stupid. So. Yeah, I know people are. Eh, there's just so many of them, and fucking. But when uh, what's happening is the retailers are retailers are listening to all the shitheads complaining about it, so they're not ordering as many. Um, from my understanding, the High Republic and not High Republic Adventures, but High Republic Seven from Marvel, uh, two major first appearances: a Jedi and a uh, um, a, a Sith, and. <laughs> well, underprinted because of Star Wars new character fatigue Yeah, we're going to get a whole bunch of mediocre whatever type of characters and then yeah, we're least expecting it bam new type of Jedi there's a way seer bam fucking Darth Krull motherfuckers yeah yeah and then it's oh there's not a lot of those out there what you say no oh. You'll wait. You'll wait. When I've got 15 of them slabbed in 9.8 waiting for... Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So, um, what, 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 where that tangent was going, I don't know. Other than, uh, not a whole lot happening in this Star Wars Adventures number 8. <laughs> a low print run is what I'm saying. Fatigue. Fatigue. And then lastly from IDW this week, we've only got two titles. We've got Transformers King Grimlock number two. This is that five-parter. Uh, I do believe number one was on the FOCs last week, so it's looking like we're going to get a you know, monthly release on this one. Um, two covers as well. So there you go. Let me take a closer look at the A cover. It looks pretty interesting. Alex Horley, huh? That is a pretty interesting cover. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. I say. Uh, Alright, from IDW, we're going to go Dark Horse. From Dark Horse Comics, we got Black Hammer Reborn number three. Mm, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait to get my one and two. And I'm pretty sure it's coming from Nerd Forever. Like I said, customer service people. Tell Toro what you want. The, the man is like already bent over backwards before he gets off the phone. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um. Yeah, so Black Hammer Reborn. Super excited to start talking about that. Uh, Gru meets Tarzan, number two. Issue one came out this week. Now this one right here, this is one that I've got some faith in. Um, uh, what kind of hurts it is it's a Dark Horse book. and Let's face it, we don't really spec on Dark Horse. Not yet, not until the Black Hammer universe takes off. But um, yeah, with that being said, the concept behind this seems... Very, very appealing. Uh, Last Flight Out. It's a six-parter. Um, and once again, I know many series are really hard to spec on, but you never know. Um, they, they can always extend it. But Mark Guggenheim and Eduardo Ferigato, I think I might have actually said that name right, uh, with Earth rendered uninhabitable. Humanity has chosen to evacuate to the stars. Bezos but with just 24 hours left until the last arc designed to evacuate. Jesus Christ. Let me try that again. I'm going to take that again. 
But with just 24 hours left until the last arc designed to evacuate Earth's residents leaves forever, its designer's estranged daughter goes missing. Oh, man. Uh, the story of an absentee father trying to make amends with his daughter during the end of the world. Oh, yes. Um, 100 times yes. Mark Guggenheim, come on. Uh, six-parter. Mm-hmm. That cover art looking pretty fantastic. Yeah, I think this is a Dark Horse book that you need to add. Uh, we've got Lucky Devil, number two, a little four-parter. Oh, shit, I yawned, but... I don't mean it, because I'm... I mean, that's just a badass fucking cover, all on its own. It's just, you'll have to see for yourself. Is it Fran Galan? Mm-hmm, that's another Cullen Bun book. The dude just can't stop. Here's another Cullen Bun book. Parasomnia, number three. Mm-hmm, this one done with Andre Moody on the art. Fuck yeah. Oh, look at that B cover. Jesus. Uh, more from Dark Horse. We've got Witcher, which is Lament, number four. Looks like three covers on that one. And then we got Worst Dudes, number four, uh, of its little five-parter. Was that on the... Huh. Um, yeah. No, I'm a... You know, I read the first issue. And I was convinced, actually, by Tony Gregori himself, because I was talking about this in a live stream, and he just so happened to pop in, the uh, uh, the artist for this book. And I was a little, you know, on the fence. I was like, I feel like, you know, I could just read Scumbag and probably won't need to read this. And I read the first issue, and it was very different. And um, But at the same time, it seems still a little derivative. But I was convinced by Tony himself. I was like, dude, we've been working on this book for a couple of years. Just COVID and shit. You know, so, uh, yeah, I, I was able to release that stigma, that, that bias I had in my head. And now I said, you know, when it gets to five issues, when it wraps up, I'll go through. I'm going to give it a proper uh, once through and, yeah, go from there. Aubrey Sitterson, he's done some cool things. I love Tony Gregori as an artist. I think he's great. I mean, honestly... The reason why I'm staying on this book, um, I, I love his art. I love I love his style. <laughs> it's awesome. I couldn't believe he just popped into that fucking live stream out of nowhere. But uh, yeah, no, this is pretty badass, man. I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna check out this series. We'll see. Uh, that's Dark Horse. Let's wrap up the indies to be ordered by the end of the week with Image. We've got Ant number one. This is some Eric Larson stuff. I think they did like Ant number nine or some shit like that. Oh, what are they doing here? Whole new wall crawler. Yeah, it kicks off with an all new origin issue. Okay. So, uh, yeah, new thing. New thing. Um, there's a shit ton on the, or, well, I guess there's, I guess there's four covers and then those covers are redone again and you can get them with the retro trade dress as well. So, uh, all done by Eric Larson. Um, where am I at on this at? Uh, as far as spec goes, I might pick up issue number one, but not with... And I, I say might pick up one copy of number one. I don't have a lot of faith in um, any type of spec market being attracted to this at all. At least anytime soon. But I am going to pick up number one and read it and see honestly I still got uh, just Savage Dragon and I'm just not a fan of Savage Dragon and I, I just I feel like it's once again there's a bias going into this so 
Um, my bias aside, could be a good bet. But mm, my bias is kind of what uh, takes me places at times, too. So, yeah. uh, let's see here. Commanders in Crisis, wrapping up with the 12th issue. And they're only going to do two covers on it? They've been doing like four or 12 each time. Now they're just going to do two? Uh, Deadly Class, number 48, two covers there. Excellence, number 11, two covers. Uh, Firepower, number 15. I guess Geiger's wrapping up. I figured this to be... Wait, no, end of a story arc. Okay, next up. Alright, so let's read this together, so I'm not just mumbling to yourself. I, I, I was uh, led to believe just recently this is ending. Um, and we're launching the Geigerverse, so let's see here. Uh, the first volume of Image Comics' newest hit hero, Geiger, concludes with this double-sized action finale for only five bucks, too. Um, and let's see. As our resident radioactive rebel takes on a relic, <laughs> I love alliteration, from the past to save his family's future. But the adventures are only beginning for Geiger as he discovers a secret about the unknown war and its mysterious origins. Plus, a special sneak preview of Just John and Gary Frank's next upcoming title in the Geigerverse and much, much more. Alright, so honestly, I must say probably pick up three copies of this. Um, uh, for really just the sake of that preview at the end. The Geigerverse is going to be a thing. Um, I read Geiger 1, and I'm a little bit behind, but I immediately, I was like, this shit right here, this is going to be big. This is, is going to do things, it's going to catch eyes, um, the reprints do well. It's, ah, uh, man. Um, but launching the Geiger version itself and getting a sneak preview. Yeah, duh. Fuck, it tells you right here in the description. If you just read it, it tells you what to do. Um, <laughs> but that's what I'm here for. You don't got time for all that. You know, you're driving and shit. You know, you're working. You've got shit to do. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Geiger, number six. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, so far, I'm saying this is the image pickup of the week. Yep. And let's see, how many covers do we have here? One, two, three, four. All right. Uh, Inkblot, number 12 this week. We've got Lighthouse, number 5, wrapping up. Two covers there. We've got Sweet Paprika, number 2. The 12-part maxi-series from Merca and Dolpha. One, two, three, four, five covers there. And, of course, there's a booby cover. Uh, Savage Dragon 260, again, still, pretty sure this is, uh, the same, yeah, uh, I, I can't say for sure, honestly, all of the fucking covers look alike to me, uh, the, it's been on the key collector for, I don't know, I feel like seven weeks now for a new appearance, but not once have I heard it being talked about, so... Yeah, Savage Dragon is for people that picked up issue one of Savage Dragon like 60 years ago. Okay, it was like 26 years ago. But still, I'm just ballparking there. It might have been 27, might have been 24. Are you fucking nuts yet? Scumbag number 10. Um, nothing but great things to say about this series, people. Uh, if, I, if you've been listening... 
me to me talk about this in high regards and you still haven't picked it up i'm gonna keep still keep trying to convince you because if you're into crude drugs and um uh, i almost didn't sell the book because <laughs> i almost had a whole lot of floppy wieners but who i mean nobody's into a whole lot of floppy wieners like nobody um even people that are into floppy wieners i mean there's like a whole lot of floppy wieners all over the fucking place but but they do such a good job <laughs> of you make you don't focus on that shit like i don't know man it's just, it's brilliant the series is fucking brilliant and no it's not just dicks every page but sometimes when you turn the page and there's dicks there's there's dicks everywhere <laughs> And yeah, it's 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 uh it's shock rock in comics, man, in a fun, fun way. Just if Howard Stern were to write a comic book, I feel like I feel like this would be pretty close to it, you know, to give you any type of idea. So, um, yeah. uh, Spawn three twenty one three covers on it. I don't have the image for the B cover once again. But uh, take that for what you will. But we do have, and you know that is that's the McFarlane cover that's all mysterious and whatnot. But um, Barons and Matina, the A and the C, mm, mm, mm. always beautiful. You know, if honestly, I'd collect Spawn for the covers. <laughs> like that's that's what it comes down to at this point. I collect Spawn for the. I haven't been reading it. You know, I'm three hundred and some issues behind. Uh, I've read some Spawn recently, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, I know that Spawn is one of the coolest character designs of all time, and uh, I like the covers. So, yeah. And mad respect to really the first major indie anti-hero as well. So, uh. Undiscovered Country, number 15. Are you still reading this? Um, I mean, I'm collecting it. I know fucking series is going to do something down the road. I have a feeling it's going to happen way, way, way past its due, though. I really do. I think it's going to take way too long for this series to, to get recognized properly. But that day is going to come. Just be patient. Be patient. Um, the Walking Dead, number 22. Uh, two covers there. All right, that's it. That's all from that's all from uh, the indies this week. Um off the top of my head, like I said, fucking Geiger, number six. Pick up a few of those, and what was that vault book that seemed absolutely dead box? Those are the ones. Those are the sleeper indies for shell. Um, and in case you don't know, I, I'm kind of starting to get back into the blog on the website, cheerstocomics.com. I, once again, I still don't shout out the fucking website enough. Uh, CheersToComics.com really is the one-stop place for all things Cheers to Comics. Uh, I, I, I do do some blogs. I did one recently on my uh, sleeper top three indie FOCs from last week. Um, I, I am hitting the road. I'm going to be on like a 30-hour straight road trip uh, and be yeah out of the studio and away from all office materials here for the next few days. So I don't know... If I'm going to get a blog out this week, I don't know that. But just in case, if I were to do a blog, uh, those those would be the two books for sure that I would absolutely 100% feature. So, yeah. Um, now on to the Marvel books that need to be ordered by this week. There is some Marvel spec to keep your eye on, Fischel. 
Um, starting with Avengers 48, we get the first cover appearance of the Winter Hulk, Winter She-Hulk. Take that for what you will. Um, I can't see that sticking, but um, think about it. Just think about it for a second right now. Uh, the Winter Guard, Black Widow, the, you know, that, that, that's a thing. I haven't been to the theaters yet, I haven't got to see it. Um, and I don't think for a second that if I were to spend 30 bucks to stream it on Disney that I would get two hours of peace in my house uninterrupted to be able to enjoy it properly. So no, I don't know what the fuck goes on in the movie, but I do know that the Winter Guard is definitely mentioned, brought up, featured in some way, shape, or fucking form, and we know that there's a She-Hulk series coming on Disney+, Plus, so the MCU making shit relevant, right? A plus B is C every goddamn time. Sometimes it takes a while uh, for C to formulate, but why the fuck would Marvel be doing this in comics if it wasn't going to eventually do something? Unless they're testing the waters to see how people feel. And if this arc that Jason Aaron's doing is terribly received... Then yeah, they'll probably pull the reins back. But if Jason Aaron makes a compelling arc, which it's Jason Aaron probably going to do that, then take it for what you will, people. I'll be ordering two. Um, let's see here. Uh, and there are some Miles Morales anniversary covers, it looks like, uh, throughout all of the titles. But unfortunately, at this point in time, I cannot hype them up in any way, shape, or form, because I don't have any images through Diamond yet. And once again, shit's just not finalized, so I apologize ahead of time if anything gets not mentioned or mismentioned or whatever. I'm just giving you the information I have at the time. Um, now, how do I feel about the Miles Morales variants going in blindly without seeing them? It, Miles is the hot commodity right now, people, so... Probably wait and see what the image looks like for yourself to order them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say order them blindly, but um, keep the variants on your radars this week. I'm just, yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel, number 32. Now, once again, there's nothing confirmed, but there's a tease of the Dark Marvels, whatever that means. Um, so that I'm, that I'm excited about, and just that cover alone. This is actually... Yeah, no, I'll be back on, uh... This'll be an arc I, I pick up on. I just randomly... I, I, I collect Captain Marvel, because I fucking love Kelly Thompson, and the arcs that I have read have been phenomenal. But I'm not a huge fan of Captain Marvel as a character, so I'm real picky with the the arcs that I choose to read. I love all of this... This, uh... Um, Vox Supreme stuff. I fucking love it so much. And, uh... Yeah, looks like we're going to be touching on that again. So yeah, I would I would say probably pick up a couple copies of 32, Captain Marvel. Um, you never know. You never know. I really think that Vox Supreme is <laughs> is super underrated. I, I think Vox Supreme could potentially, if done right, could... L mm, no? No type of... Yeah. Uh, I, I said it, that's a fucking bold prediction, but find your first your first appearances of uh, Vox Supreme before. before. And I think it was actually Donny Cates that fucking created him, too, now that I think about it. Am I right on that or wrong? Or did Donny Cates 
use him. Nope, Donny Cates created him, and the Inhumans, I believe, if I remember right, and Kelly Thompson has been using him. Um, so, yeah. Just saying. I mean, we're talking speculation, right? Just throwing that out there. And if this arc... Yeah, I don't need to fucking spell it out for you. Uh, now, another one that's 100% duh is a Tom Taylor <laughs> joint. Dark Ages, number one. Um, confirmed first appearances in here. Incredibly, interestingly compelling story that, yeah. Uh, tons of great variants to go along with it. I love even the black blank. Um, I don't know what the Gleason looks like. The Inyokli, badass. Um, I don't often hype up Scotty Young variants, but this is one that I think is going to stand the test of time. Um, I know a lot of people went big on the Moon Knight Scotty Young because, I mean, look what happened to the last Moon Knight Scotty Young. I don't blame you. But this one right here, uh, I could see it doing well. I can. It's just, it's simple in a very, very beautiful way. It's fucking Spider-Man simple. I like it. I like it a lot. That's a Scotty Young that I'll probably speculate on. I'm going pick up a couple of those. Um, so where, what's my order going to be on Dark Ages? Uh, three on the A and two on the Young. That's how I'm going to do this one. Um, I mean, <laughs> Tom Taylor, people. Enough said, right? That, that, that should be enough in itself. And he's creating new characters? Jesus Christ. Um... Oh, what is this? Ah, demon days. It's Momoko. Hold on, I gotta sneeze. I think I'm allergic to... Hold on. <laughs> oh, I lost it. Into the light. Oh, son of a bitch. If I look back at it, maybe I am allergic. No, I lost it. <laughs> that was mean, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not a fan of Bleach Momoko. I don't give a shit about her version of characters. Everybody has their version. The, the Momoko-verse, she's been a thing for like 11 days, and she gets a Momoko-verse? I don't know, I'm a little bitter. Where's the Tom Taylor-verse, you know? Where's the, the fucking anybody-else-verse? The Zarsky-verse? I guess that's kind of life story. But, um... You know, but I guess it's not either, you know, because Mark Russell's doing Fantastic Four life stories. So Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? The first issue of the first thing she did, I could see holding on to because it's the first Momoko interiors and that, yeah. But uh, beyond that, I just don't. I don't. Mm -mm. Nope. So are you, if you're asking me, do I spec on this? I say, yet. And for those that don't speak Spanish, that's no. Ah, uh, so many covers. Too many covers. Alright, so, um, I'm pretty sure I've decided what my big Marvel spec book of the week's going to be. And, uh, I don't know, even then I'm kind of 50-50. It's a $10 book. It's the Fantastic Four number 35. Uh, celebrating 60 years, I guess. Um, now, the thing about... I mean, it's a great fucking Mark Brooks cover. It's a great Mark Brooks cover. That's undeniable. Uh, the, the thing about this... Uh, it's really hard with Kang right now. Like, they, they've made it very clear that Kang is going to be a thing. So... Uh, 
I guess it really comes down to whether or not your shop reads the description of the book. Um, because if they're going based off of current Fantastic Four sales, and then all of a sudden it's current cover price or, cur or double current cover price, they're probably not going to order a whole bunch, right? Um, no, I was saying something about Kang. There, there's a first appearance of the last descendant of Kang in here, so it's gonna get the dude's gonna get used. Um, I, I, I think it'd be silly to not think that Kang is here. Sorry. Spoilers, but fucking duh, you know. Um, so I don't know, man. Uh, ten dollar book. It's probably not gonna be super ordered. Gonna have more than likely a pretty important character involved. Um, I say base your order off of your discount. <laughs> you get a good discount, and then take advantage of it. Um, if not, then I mean, at least one. If Fantastic Four is not already on your pull list, then at least get one. Um, if it is, then get one extra one, because you're going to want it in your in your collection, right? Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like it's... Uh, I'm so torn. Part of me feels no-brainer. The other part is just like, eh, could be a huge flop. Once again, it really comes down to whether or not the the stores read the description of the book. Because um, I think if they see Kang in there, then they're going to just order the shit out of it. But, I don't know. Not, no one's talking about Fantastic Four at all. Uh, I think in 34 issues, no one's brought up anything. So, um, <sighs> yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. This is the one. This is the one. Sorry, I mean, let me go through this real time, people. <laughs> uh, how many variants are there to this? Um, well, there's a total of five covers that I'm seeing here. Not to take into account any incentives that are going to be on this. Um, I don't see any first appearance. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of covers to look at. Who the fuck is that? Is that Ben Grimm in a... Okay, that is Ben Grimm. So who the fuck? But it looks like he's got a, a Nova helmet on? What? What's going on here? Who am I seeing on the cover? I don't see anybody that resembles Kang in any way, shape, or form. The closest thing is Ben Grimm here. And, I mean, you'll have to look for yourself to, to know. Oh, Weebo. Nice, man. This is a great cover. Mark Brooks never disappoints, though. Jesus Christ. That's... Uh. Yeah, no, this is the one this week. I've decided. Um, and keep in mind, I, I don't know what the variants look like, with the exception of the Torque cover, but the Torque cover is not really... You know, it's just a, it's a cool cover. It doesn't... No first appearances on the cover. Let's put it that way. Because that's what we're all looking for, right? You know what? Let's just... Let's see. Let's see... Uh, if there is 35, 1, and 25. Let's see. Let's see if it exists. Alright, alright, here we go. Cover not yet released. Pre-sailing for $100. Done by Paul Renaud. Yes. Okay, that... Keep your eye on this. 
up until pre-order. Um, that that's that's gonna say it all. If it's a cover appearance on this, then spend two hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, wait, hold on. Is that right? Twenty-five times. Two? Yeah, you need twenty-five of them, right? At ten dollars a piece. Okay, yeah. Spend two hundred and fifty bucks. Get that fucking one in twenty-five. Sell half of them, ten dollars a piece, um, and you're you're good. And then sit and wait. Sit and wait. You break even, and you got a whole bunch of first appearances. You got 15 first appearances plus the first cover appearance on a, a, a super low printed ratio variant. That's my math in this one. Um, yeah, but all of that, the main variable is the cover reveal on this one in 25. That's it. That's where I'm at. Um, sorry, I. We're talking spec, right? I want to give you. People ask me, you know, how do you know what you know? I, I just, it's comic book math. <laughs> In my eyes, I don't know, man. Uh, Hellions, number 15, two covers on that one. Kazar, Marvel Tales, another one. Don't, don't sleep on it. I'm going to pick up the one. Um, or, yeah, it's done by Chris Claremont. Let's, let's, let's read this. Kazar and his faithful friend Zabu leap into action as we celebrate the legacy of the House of Ideas with Marvel Tales. This anthology series shines a spotlight on fan-favorite characters, features timeless stories, and highlights some of Marvel's most impressive talent from the past eight decades. Legendary X-Men scribe Chris Claremont and a trio of acclaimed artists uh, present one of the best-looking Savage Land sagas of all as Kazar teams up with Angel, Spider-Man, and the X-Men in stories from Marvel Fanfare. 82, 1 through 4. So is this a reprint? It starts with the search for the man once called Sauron, but when Angel and Spidey undergo a monstrous transformation, the Jungle Lord will face the consequences? Um, he says in question. So it's an $8 book. I don't know. I, this, this is very ambiguous. Is it reprinting one through four of Marvel fanfare? Um, is it a whole new story in itself? I don't know. Um, if you know, let me know. Uh, that and it's, uh, that, so if if it is just a reprint, then whatever. If there is going to be a new story involved, ah, pick up one. Pick up one. They're trying to make Kazar relevant, I believe. So. Yeah, uh, anything new that they may bring into his universe will definitely be used eventually. So, yeah. Uh, Last Annihilation, Wiccan and Hulkling. We're still doing this. Uh, let's see here. Worlds Apart, but never alone. Uh, Anthony Oliveira, Jan Bazaldua. All right. Uh, take this for what you will. I'm probably going to pass on this one myself, but yeah. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider Man, number 30. And with it being the 10th anniversary, let's see, we got three covers here. Sarah Pacelli getting a variant on that one. Once again, I have no art revealed to me at this point in time. Sarah Pacelli sometimes doesn't get credit for being a co-creator of Miles. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Because we got a new costume here. He almost looks like if Miles, uh, if Ben, Ben Riley changed colors. And I don't mean racially. I mean, like, went from red and blue to black and red, you dumb fucks. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I, I, I take it for what you will. Uh, spec behind it. I don't know any reveals, but I don't know. that. The, the, I think that's a new... 
Oh, that might be a new, uh, this might be the reveal of his new suit. I haven't been reading Miles, but I, 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 this is my first time seeing this costume because I follow comic book news and shit, so I've seen this around. Um, hold on, wait a second. I'm looking at the art on this, and there's something about this that's just... The fuck's going on with his arms? Am I am I seeing this right? He's got like a wizard sleeve up on his right arm that's making. Nope. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and call whoopsies on this one. Elbows don't go there. Somebody, but unless my unless it's like a optical illusion or something, and I'm seeing it wrong. What the fuck? Like, does he actually have spider limbs now? I mean, because if that's the case, and I miss something, then makes perfect sense. But it actually looks like he has um, the arms of a spider. But just two of them, where shoulders go on humans. I'm not here to talk shit. Um, I'm just confused. I'm just... Hmm. His tricep is where his... I'll... No, is that's about. I'm sorry, I'm I'm really confused here. Like the bicep and the tricep aren't on the same side of the arm, but they are here. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, new costume, right? Who this? New mutants number twenty-one. Two covers. Sinister War number four. Take it for what you will. I haven't heard anybody talking about it yet. I accidentally missed it. I would very much like to have. I don't know, would I? <laughs> Who's writing it? Hang on. Nah, I don't care. Um, never mind. Disregard. I thought maybe, hey, I'd like to read one through four, but pass. Uh, one, two, three, four covers on this one. We've got Dr. Afrin, number 14, three covers there. Star Wars High Republic, number nine. New story arc beginning, two covers there. Uh, Ultimate Comics... Yeah, Ultimate Comics, Fallout. What the fuck? I think it's supposed to be Ultimate... F I don't know. Something's wrong here. Whatever, it's ulti It's the facsimile for Ultimate Fallout 4, is what it is. Um, the Pick it up. It's the fucking reprint. You probably sell it a month later for ten bucks. and Yeah, just watch it climb in value over time. Um, I think it's a... Um, a no-brainer on that one. I mean, I wouldn't say go massive on it, but at least pick up one, see what happens. I think you would be mad if you didn't. And then lastly, to wrap up this week's FOCs, due to be ordered by Monday at the absolute mother friggin' latest is the web of Spider-Man number four of five. It's that, uh, you know, the, the, the one that only people are, number one are talking about. Um, <laughs> yet still somehow it keeps getting reprinted. FOMO is what it is now. They created FOMO in this series. Alright, that's it. Um, my Marvel pick of the week, uh, I have concluded. Um, I mean, there are some good ones. Dark Ages, great pickup. Avengers 48, cover appearance of Winter She-Hulk. Sleeper pick, Captain Marvel 32. Um, if anything, I'd say this is probably going to create hype for other books more than anything. I think it's going to be a catalyst book, but uh, still, I'm going to pick up a couple 
Um, but it's that Fantastic Four, man. I just... Doing all the math. It's too expensive. Nobody is talking about Fantastic Four. Um, it's probably going to be a low print run. And that 1 in 25 is going to say it all. So, um, But that 1 in 25 really is the key variable. On whether or not you go big or go massive. So, there. Um, Alright, people. Those are the FOCs. Uh, they're important. Know that. And if you need a place to get your books, you don't have a place that offers a discount, then please, please contact Nerds Forever. Um, and if you don't know how to contact them, get a hold of me. You know how to find me on social media, whether it's on Twitter, at Cheers to Comics. You could look up Cheers to Comics on Facebook, and there's pages, and there's groups, and there's, there's Instagram. You could find Cheers to Comics very easily. I will answer and connect you in, uh, in the right direction. Uh, none of those words I said made sense. I will answer your questions and put you on the path in the right direction to get you connected. There. Um, yeah, nerds forever, man. Seriously. Uh, and he, he does offer discounts. Um, I've 15 to 20% I've seen. And uh, <laughs> it makes a fucking huge difference, people. Um, it turns Fantastic Four from a $10 book into an $8 book. Math, am I right? Um, <laughs> do it. So I'm going to take a quick little breaky-poo, uh, and I will be back to uh, give you a, a brief reminder on the book slated to hit your slots next new comic book day, which I believe would be the 11th. So uh, hang tight. I'm going to leave you with an Apocalypse promo. I'll be right back. In a world of utter randomness, one podcast stood out from the bunch, and it was the amazing world of talking shiz. <coughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, it's just mainly randomness. And focus is it's definitely not being not focused on at all. No. <laughs> uh, our podcast is definitely um, no theme at all. It's literally random and talk about literally everything and throwing in random jokes at any given time. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. So go ahead, tune in. New episodes weekly. And we're international. International. Very, very well. So tune in. Follow us on Twitter. See you there. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now all right i'm back with the back half of the uh Leo pull his priorities here. I'm going to be going over the books of the uh, eh, the more near future. Um, the, the book's coming out the 10th, 11th, depending on which does do me. So, uh, let's, uh, like I said, if there's nothing of real 
like speculative hot value i'm just gonna you know brush over it real quick but um yeah, let's because we already talked about this right should have already been done uh, i've already scolded you we've got batman scooby-doo mysteries number five uh we've also got batman 89 i think this is a no-brainer pickup if it didn't end up I mean, you didn't pre-order it you know make sure make sure you grab it i don't know how i don't know what retailers are going to do with this one i don't know if it's going to be one that they print a whole bunch of or more than likely it'll probably end up going into a second printing sellout so take that for what you will there's uh two covers there we've got batman the adventures continue season two number three Two covers there, Batman Urban Legends, number six. That's a freaking sweet A cover. It's a pretty gnarly B cover as well. And the C cover, not so bad if you're a Black Canary fan. Uh, Challenge of the Super Sons, number five, a little seven-parter. Jamal Campbell on the cardstock variant. Uh, Detective, 1041. Mm-hmm. Let's see, who's on? Who's back on the art? Dan Moore on the cover. Dan Moore on the art. Oh, and Matthew Rosenberg getting a story in there. Good lord. Ah, and another badass Bermejo cardstock as well. Um, ba -ba -ba. free comic book day. Du -du -du -du. Uh, sorry, there's a whole lot of skipping going on here. Future State Gotham number four. Uh, looks like there's three covers on this one. Uh, Hardware season one. Oh, hardware! Frick yeah, it's the milestone, man. Uh, looks like there's three covers on that one. Sinkevich getting a... Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Batman number zero. I think it'd be silly. If, you know, I'm trying to stay up to date with the Batman stuff and the future state and really just the future of DC altogether with where I feel like they're going. I mean, they're going to be moving and shaking some stuff here. I think we need to know about this... Uh, this, is it Tim Fox? Let me just make sure here. Uh, Batman, Jace. Alright. Is that right? Jace Fox. Okay. Right on. Um, so we're getting to know more of them. Uh, one, two, three covers on this one. As far as what could be on the shelf. What's on the wall? Who knows? I don't know what any of the incentives are on this. If at all. Um, Infinite Frontier, number four, another situation, same spiel, if you want to know. Yeah, it's not all about just, like, reading Justice League and shit now, people. You know, it's not just Batman. We, it, it, shit is going to be moving forward. Future State was not for not. Um, you know, I, the, the spaghetti stuck to the wall, is what I'm trying to say. They're going to use it. They're going to use it, and I'm not mad at it. But it does... Uh, Kind of feels like homework at this point, I'm not going to lie. As somebody that's not a super hardcore DC fan, um, it's not that I don't like DC, I just know more about Marvel, so I would feel more comfortable going forward with the big rebirth. But, um, yeah, I don't know. This is like rebirth part two, three, however you want to look at it. Uh bunch of covers on this uh joker number six coming out still a crazy gnarly wacky series and in a terrifying way james tyne in the fourth killing it uh gillian march mm -hmm. and then we still got those punchline stories been staying up with this one this is a good one looks like there's four covers on this one justice league 64 getting a second printing i'm telling you people um justice league 64 out of all of the dc books that have come out this year, um, as far as like future possible keys, 
and you could probably feel my air quotes through your uh, through your uh, podcast player. They were so gnarly heavy um, and sarcastic. I uh, <laughs> Damon Rose, and then just the, the, was it the United Order? I believe is what they're called, right? The United. Um, yeah, uh, it's. It's important stuff, man. These, these, all these characters, uh, Damon Rose, without spoiling anything, he's he's a major player. He's not going anywhere, or unless they use him as kill bait to really pump somebody up. But you know, family, uh, Justice Six, even the second printing, cool purple cover. Um, I I, I hoard all of those sixty fours. I can uh, I can get my hands on. Uh, Justice League: The Last Ride, number four. Is this still a? Uh, it's Chip Zarsky. Oh yeah, I thought it was Derek Robertson doing this one, but Zarsky's doing this one. Robertson's got a cover. God damn. Um, this is a little seven-part. I'll check out eventually. Uh, nice house on the lake. Getting a third printing, an even more disintegrated-looking cover. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna go with the uh, the the. Mm, these higher reprints, uh, the second and third printing, because of the fatigue that, and the masses that came out of the first print, I think a lot of shops really pulled back on these reprints. So I think in the end, these wouldn't be a bad thing to, uh, to, to have in the collection. But I wouldn't count on turning a huge profit anytime soon. Like Stuff is going to have to happen with this series. But when that happens, I think in the end... Um, eBay is going to be flooded with all of those first printings, and then there's going to be so many fewer of the second and third printings, especially the third. So, there you go. Uh, Pennyworth number one. Uh, it's like James Bond, but it's Alfred. Uh, two covers on that one. Little seven-parter. Rorschach is almost wrapped up with its eleventh issue this week. Wonder Woman Lucky Seven Seven Seven. Three covers there. So those are all the lunar books coming out this week. It looks as if there are no scout books. It's all DC, it seems. So, yeah, there you go. Let's head on over to uh, Diamond now. Let's see what's coming out in the rest of the world on the 11th. Um, when everybody goes to Lunar or Penguin or whatever, and Diamond isn't distributing comics anymore, I wonder what day of the week we're going to designate new comic book day. Like, maybe we should all start preparing for that now, for those that schedule around that day, like I have for a couple of years now. <laughs> you know, they're like, ah, don't bother me on Wednesdays. Is Tuesday going to be that day? I don't know. Random thoughts as he scrolls and tries to find his way. Uh, Alright, what's coming out next week? Let's start with some indies, as we tend to do. No Vuzz, huh? No no Valiant, no Vault. Titan? No Titan? Are we going from Tuz to Suz? He said phonically. Source Point? No Source Point. What's going on? Is it the end of the quarter? January, February, March, April, May, June. It's the big... No, it's the smack dab in the middle of a quarter. What the frick is going on here? Am I in the right? August 11th, new releases, yeah? Okay, from Source Point we go to Second Sight. Okay, there's some books uh, from Second Sight. We're going to start this off. Right on. Uh, Blood, Skulls, and Chrome, number two. And uh, Book of Laxia, number three. <laughs> Laxia. 
It sounds like laxative, but it's not. Any scout? Com- oh, because the scout comics are coming out through Diamond this week. We got Black Cotton number four, By the Horns number four, Count Draco Knuckle Duster number one. You're gonna want that one. Uh, you know, if you're a Phantom Star Killer fan, you're gonna want that Count Knuckle Duster because it uh, um, or Count Draco Knuckle Duster because it's a direct sequel. Uh, Midnight Western Theater number three, and then the White Ash Magazine. A lot of stuff coming out from Scout this week through Diamond on Wednesday. Good stuff. Uh, that, that Count Draco, though. Don't sleep on that. And there is also a secret VHS variant as well. So, mm-hmm. Uh, Oni. From Oni Press, we have Orcs in Space, number three. And then, uh, now I scroll, Mad Cave? We do have some, uh, hold on, Battle Cats, number two. Right on, this is the third volume. I don't know what that is, but I'm just telling you it's coming. Uh, how about heavy metal? Oh, never, never. Yeah, see, this is one. Now, I done screwed up. I uh, I had it on my radar. I thought about it. It was really cool, but for whatever reason, um, I, I, I knew there was another book that I needed to put on my FOCs one week. Um, this week. <laughs> or the week that involved never, never, number one. And... Um, well, uh, I, I, for, I didn't, I, I've never ever put, <laughs> never put a heavy metal book on my, uh, pull list before, so it wasn't in my, uh, habits to go through, and I'm like, oh, shit, I know what book it was, but, I, or I don't know what book it was, but I know I'm missing one, I didn't think to look through heavy metal, so now, you know, never, never, doing things, like some say Nottingham things, kind of in the same genre type of situation. Um, no, uh, number two, it's a little five-parter. I don't know. Keep your eye on this series, people. Um, if it does end up on the shelf, pick it up. But don't be a prick, and if you didn't pre-order it, you don't get to pick up more than one. Don't be a prick. That's the privilege of pre-ordering. Peas. It's a good thing I have the little pea thing here. Technical podcasting words. Uh, also from Heavy Metal, we're going to continue on. You're welcome. Savage Circus number five and The Rise number two. Just from the cover of The Rise, that looks badass. George C. Romero. Who that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, George, uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading to myself. This is a podcast. Tells the story before the worst night on earth. The son of the legendary... F- okay, yeah, the, the son. It's not George A. Romero. Um, learn about... <laughs> he's back from the dead. Ir- irony. Jesus Christ, Brian. Learn about the death, destruction, and tragedy that led to the birth of the modern zombie in this prequel horror saga to the most impactful horror film franchise in history, he said objectively. I dig it, man. Yeah, pick that up. Especially if you're a, you know, a fan. Ah, uh, from heavy metal, we're gonna go up to. Don't miss anything. Don't miss anything. Black mask. We've got what number two. Once again, limited to twenty five hundred copies. I don't know if it's going to be something that um, boosts in value. Uh, that because of the I don't know. It might be a hold it. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, I'm not really putting any eggs in that basket, though. I got other stuff to to deal with this week. Um, From Behemoth, another super fire launching out into everybody's uh, radar publisher. 
um, behemoth. Uh, we've got cinnamon, number one. It's a little three-parter. What is cinnamon? Um, from Victoria Douglas. Cinnamon is just your perfectly ordinary average house cat. At least until we get a glimpse of the world through her eyes. Countertops become skyscrapers, cat toys become biker gangs, and perilous giant robots rampage on the daily. Oh, dude, you know what? This is... This is... Cool. Uh, I love stuff. I mean, it's like fucking... I get a Calvin and Hobbes type of vibe, man. Imagination and shit. You know, a little Spencer and Locke. Fuck. I... I need to find this book. I need. I, I know I didn't pre-order this. I need to find this book. Just for me. I'm not even a cat person. This just sounds fun. I don't know anything about Victoria Douglas, but I'm fixing to find out. And if that's her art on the cover, I think I can dig that. Jesus Christ. Sleeper book. Sleeper book this week, people. I'm going to call that. You never know. And it's Behemoth, so it's, it's already got a little bit of momentum behind it just because. And there's three covers as well. Oh, that C cover is good. Um, oh, man, that is that is absolutely amazing. I love it. Um, and then also from Behemoth, we've got Junkie Cable number three. Uh, from Behemoth, we go to Albatross. Ah, got excited. Don't put it there if there's nothing there. Ahoy. We've got Black's Myth, number two. Um, play on words. Two words. Compound. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus Christ. Too many talks. Too many talks without any breaths. It's disgustingly watered down. Um, ahoy, we go Aftershock. We've got Bunny Mass, number three. This is one that has people's attention. Um... Yeah, I've 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 heard people make bold claims, ask, compare, is this the next something is killing the children, which is really the standard these days for modern indie speculators play on low print runs. Um is it that good? I think it's pretty good. I do. I think it's pretty good. It's definitely stand on my pull list. Um so, yeah, keep your eye on that one. Also, we've got Kempisi number 1 because it's a number 1, we'll uh, do a little Recap here, James Patrick and Marco Licati. Uh Oh, yeah, it's the small-time fixer of the mob-controlled neighborhood of Green Village. If you don't pay your gambling debt, he'll come and collect. If you get on... Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. We talked about this already, right? Um, go back three or four episodes. You'll find it, maybe. Uh, and listen until you find it. You know, you might have to listen twice. You know, I mean... Uh, yeah, no, fucking, this, this book does sound good. I don't remember if I added it or not. We'll see. And then Clans of Balari, number two, all from Aftershock. Now we go... Ablaze. Uh, Captain Harlock, number three. Um, five covers. Five covers on that. There we go. Uh, from Ablaze, let's go boom. <laughs> I like how that works. It goes fire, and then boom, and then sometimes even dynamite. Um, you know, it would it would it would work better if a blaze was after dynamite, though, right? It would make more sense. I don't know. Uh, who gives a shit? Boom, Eve. Everybody needs to be reading Eve. It's probably, I mean, could get extended to ongoing. 
You know, I've just, just got that kind of uh, attention on it right now. People have faith in it, especially the speculators. Uh, Mamo, number two. Uh, Mighty Morphin, number ten. Great freaking series. Three covers there. And then uh, WWE New Day Power of Positivity, number two. Bam. That B cover is ridiculous. Everything about the New Day, though, is ridiculous. Uh, Dynamite? Uh, kiss. All right, cool. We like a good kiss comic. I knew I came to Dynamite for a reason, and Jay Lee as well. Kiss Phantom Obsession. Nice. Jay Lee on that cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, there's a highly niche collector crowd out there for Kiss comics, people. So just keep that in mind. Um, IDW. We've got oh yeah, Canto Lionhearted number two. G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, number 285, two covers there, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, number 101, and, oh, nice, it's a big week, um, Star Wars, High Republic Adventures, Temple Peak, number one, uh, this is one I think I ordered 10, 11 copies of, if you include the incentive, that, there should be a 1 in 10 on this one, um, there fucking better be. Uh, either way, I think this is, I mean, it's gonna go into my big box of, uh, you know, I, I have all these, you know, the, the, the speculation box, but at this point I think I have enough Star Wars books in itself to actually fill its own box. So, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm excited for my day. <laughs> and if you jumped in on this book, then you'll probably be excited when that day comes to. So those are the, uh, the, the IDW books. Definitely my, my, the pick of the week is uh, Star Wars High Republic something, something, something. Uh, I should probably tell you what it is. Uh, Adventures Monster Temple Peak. <laughs> I'm here to inform and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. I'm not gonna lie. Here, in just a matter of a few hours, I'm getting ready to hit the road for um, well, like a, like I said, like a 30 hour road trip. So I, uh, I got a lot to do. I got a lot to do. And a little bit of time. And my brain is scattered. So, Dark Horse, we've got Hellboy, BPRD, The Secret of Chessboro House, number two, uh, Lost, or House of Lost Horizons, Master of the Universe Revelations, uh-oh, <laughs> uh, The Secret Land 3, uh, this one, uh, this is going to be the Dark Horse book that I'm all over this week, I might have even... Uh, actually added two, to be honest. But the Unbelievable Unteens. Uh, world of Black Hammer. I am officially in the world of Black Hammer. Everything Black Hammer. Um, I, I, I need it. I need it. And I don't have much, so... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I need to track it all down, man. This is... This is... It's Jeff Lemire. He's, he's, he's my dude. Uh, you know what it was? It was Skulldigger and Skeleton Boy. Is what really, really, really brought me in. And then from there, just... Uh, continuing on, Image Comics. Um, coming out next week, or this week, whenever you get to the podcast. How about Wednesday? How does that make you feel? A Man Among Ye, number six. Uh, Bitterroot 15, end of a story arc here, people. That also means the end of an another connecting comic variant. Or not even variant set, A cover. All the A covers connect. But there's a pretty dope-ass B cover as well. Uh, Deep Beyond, number seven. Uh, Ordinary Gads, number two. Uh, cha 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 cha. Uh, Silver Coin, number five. This who's doing this one? Michael Walsh and Michael Walsh. Nice, nice. It's not two people, coincidentally. 
It's the guy that's been drawing the whole thing. You knew that. I don't need to explain that to you. Uh, amazing. I can't wait. I, I'm loving this series. It's, it's ugh, Every take is so fun. Um, and then we've got the six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. Number three. This is one that I actually felt like people would kind of be talking about. Um, as far as speculation goes, but just because there's not chatter about it early doesn't mean that there's no potential ever. I'm still all in on, I think this is, I don't know if this is a ongoing or just a six-parter or not. I'm pretty sure it's an ongoing, but still, um, I'm, I need to catch up. That's right, it is an ongoing. I've been waiting because I thought it was a six, yeah, no, I need to catch up. Um... Interesting premise. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll let you know eventually. I got a long trip on the road, and you know half of it I'm going to not be driving. So I'm doing some reading. Maybe I'll get around to this. But look at that amazing Rob Guillory cover. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling I'll have an A and a B cover. I, I'm pretty sure I pre-ordered that one blind. Uh, <laughs> and if I didn't, I'm going to be so upset. Uh, so, the, yeah, the, that's all the indies coming out next week. Let's wrap this bitch up with some Marvel books. We've got America Chavez, Made in the USA, number five, wrapping up. Avengers Tech On, number one. If there is any spec behind this, it's a long ways away. Um, but it does have a slight, slight bit of potential. Um, Black Cat Annual, number one, second printing. Yup. I would also say that one has uh, high potential. Um, let's see here. Yep, there she is on the cover. Uh, yeah, no, new, mm-hmm, all new characters and stuff. I mean, they appeared on the, the A cover, or the, the first printing as well, but that's if you're, you know, if Teguki, Teguki, I forget his name, Teyuki, I don't know. If he takes off as a character, uh, then he's, he's, he's gonna be, his cover appearances is gonna be a good one. And, Probably a low print run, I would imagine. Keybook, people. Keybook. Keep your eyes on this one. Uh, Captain Marvel, number 31. Couple covers there. You know what? I gotta. I just gotta make sure I'm not really brushing over any key aspects that we need to be looking out for before I get too far into the alphabet here. Um, uh, Children of the Atom. Uh, two covers on that one. Daredevil 31 getting a second printing. Um, you know what? That. Maybe, man. Maybe. Because there, there is a cameo appearance of an ambiguous character that pops up. Some say it's just Bullseye himself, but I have a... I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but if that's the case, in the second printing... Mm-hmm. Uh, Defenders, number one. This is... Well, I mean, there's... there's uh, there's some stuff here. Let's see here. Let me pull up my information. Once again, there's so much just random bullshit to scroll through. And this is why you just don't... Not to shit on Key Collector at all. Like, I use them for resources, obviously. But at the same time, there's just so much stuff on here that's very, very unnecessary. And it makes for frustration. But with this Defenders, uh, it's it's there's all types of first appearances and cameos and it's a whole new team appearance of you know new defenders team in itself so yeah this is uh is it going to be the next strange academy possibly but i wouldn't bet too much on it uh it kind of just depends on who taia is that's a lot of a's for so few letters uh three out of five letters in a um and then omnimax you know, 
I don't know. We'll see. I got Mast Raider and Cloud and um. Ah, ah. I mean, Mast Raider's not new, but who the fuck is Cloud? I don't know. Uh, take it for what you will, but I would take it. One, two, three, four, five covers. It looks like here. Fantastic Four Life Stories number three. No, it's Life Story number three. Uh, I hate when people add extra. <laughs> Plurals to shit. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 29. One, two covers there. That eight cover is a great cover. It really is. And I think I said this back when it was on the pre-orders. Um, Miles Morales covers collect cover collectors. There I go again. Um, may, may be looking at this one as a, as a future classic. Because it is a thing of beauty. Tar and Clark? I mean, I'd... I'd rock that on my wall. If I had, like, a Miles Morales theme going on, I'd rock the shit out of that one. It'd probably be one of the first ones I think of, to be honest. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, Runaways, number 38. Uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow, number 5. Wrapping up that little mini-series. Big one here. I think I ordered five of this one, at least. Star Wars High Republic, number 8. There's a couple of new first appearances in here. Uh, they go by the names of... Uh, Comac Vetus and Veth Silas 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 Comac. It's comic. Comic Vetus sounds like a fucking venereal disease. Um, and is that the first appearance cover appearance of? Um. Shit, is it? The Wayseeker? Is that her? I don't know. I'm pretty sure she was featured on another cover, but it wasn't an incentive, and did they count that? Hmm. I don't know. But keep... Uh, still, early cover appearance. There's that. Um, well, let's see, there's two covers here. X-Force 22 has a first appearance here. Uh, Frickin' what's-his-name. You know, oh, what's-his-name, you know. Um, for the first time. Jesus Christ, there's just no rhyme or reason to any of this stuff on here. Uh, where are you, son of a... Dr. Bloodroot. That's a badass metal last name. And there's a sweet-ass Mastrazo variant. Is that... Oh, my God, that is amazing. Oh, that is so good. That, the, the, the B cover on this is amazing. Uh, both covers, keep this in mind. Um, uh, yeah, uh, key book with the badass variant. Jesus Christ, Wolverine fans, Beast fans, Domino fans, Manslaughter fans, ah, uh, yeah, and then uh, what do we got, oh, we got X-Men Legends, number six, and uh, who's our action figure variant, oh, my boy Havoc, yep, the best of the summers, I said it. So there you go, people. There you go. Those are the books that are coming out next week. Remember, uh, cheerstocomics.com is your one-stop shop for all things Cheers to Comic content, all the videos, all the blogs, all the episodes as they go up, all funnel through cheerstocomics.com. So you don't got to... Yeah, um, I make it easy for you. 
Um, but uh, yeah, you know, there's, remember all the social media places if you haven't already, which would be weird if you wasn't. Follow me on either Instagram, preferably Twitter, or uh, any of the, the, the Cheers to Comics, you know, the, the Facebook group is amazingly wonderful and active, and if you're always searching for independent comics and creators and interactions, I've got some, some badass people in that group, people. Um, uh, I mean, just readers and listeners and uh, amazing creators alike. So, you never know who could end up commenting on your post. Maybe even the mother fricker that created it. Why am I censoring myself? Like, this is a, all of a sudden... Ju- it's because I wished... I, I, I wished a 13-year-old a happy birthday. Um, <laughs> so now all of a sudden I feel like it's a children's program. You know what? Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> but do all of that stuff. And while you're uh, doing stuff, leave five-star review. New five-star review, he said, caveman way. Um, on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can leave a review, uh, Podchaser is amazing. And while you're at Podchaser, always follow the Apocalypse list for the best collaboration and culmination of independent co- or podcasts alike of all genres. It doesn't matter what you're into. Just search hashtag the Apocalypse, especially on Twitter, and there's going to be a plethora of amazing podcasts to take a pick from. So there you go. All right, people, I got to hit the road. Uh, As always, I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Good morning. Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone, so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday, every place you can catch a podcast. I got the real brains with Brian Wayne. Remember, stay sane. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apocalypse, And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is The Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast, the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think The Apocalypse, man. And it's ironic because The Apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on 
the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse with a D. Hmm. And do not forget to follow the apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is the apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, the apocalypse is sure to have something for you.